Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Talking about the judgment of God. All God's ways are perfect. All God's ways are judgment. But Jeremiah 8 tells us in verse 7 that people do not know the judgment of God, not even the church of the living God. Listen to what he says. I hearkened and heard, but they spoke not aright. God talking about mankind, none speaking the truth. No man repented him of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turned to his own course, as the horse runneth into the battle. Notice that most know the seasons and the times in their lives. Notice the next verse in Jeremiah 8, 7, Yea, the stork in the heaven knows her appointed times, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people, the people of God, know not the judgment of the Lord. <clears throat> then he goes on and says, How can you say we are wise? And the law of the Lord is with us. Lo, certainly in vain he made it, the pen of the scribe is in vain. The wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed and taken low. They have rejected the word of the Lord and what wisdom is in them. Now that's a serious indictment. To know the work of God and the word of God there and the judgment of God is to teach us of his ways. When judgment's in the earth, men will learn righteousness, not to destroy mankind, but to get mankind to return back to the true God and eternal life. Now, God's judgments will increase with intensity and frequency in the last days. <clears throat> Again, not to destroy mankind, not to destroy all the earth, but to get the people or inhabitants of the earth to return to him, the true God and eternal life. We see that in Hosea 6. <clears throat> Come and let us return to the Lord. That's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. For he hath torn, he will heal us. Most don't understand that. The tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. Experience worketh hope. Hope makes God ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. We're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer and to be made uh, comparable and in the fellowship of his sufferings. Now, why would God do that? Well, simply because Paul stated in my afflictions, I will glory because when I am weak, then am I strong. He understood that the works of the flesh <clears throat> there must be mortified, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lusts in order to be pleasing to God. And that is called sanctification, something we don't hear anymore. We don't understand the judgment of God. And when something goes wrong, and it's the chastening rod of God, and most blame that on the devil, saying, oh, the devil hit me here, the devil did there, pray for me here, pray for me there. Count it all a joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Why? Well, your faith be tried as by fire, that it can come forth as pure gold. Notice over in Amos, the third chapter, God says, just as he has before, shall there be evil in the city? And I, the Lord God, God hath not done it. He calls it to rain on one city and not on another. 
He causes famine, pestilence, sword, and noisome beasts. God's poor sword judgments. We don't realize that. We see in Deuteronomy 32, Is this not sealed up among my treasures? The treasures of God is all in one man, the Lord God Almighty himself, Jesus Christ. That's a mystery of the God and of the Father and of Christ in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. That mystery is now revealed. Paul stated that in Ephesians 3. The mystery of Christ. As it is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets. Now, God is revealing his word to all that have an ear to hear. It's not just having to go through a, to a prophet to get a word from God or the priesthood or to answer by Urim and Tumim on the breastplate of judgment. He does that now through the word of God, hearing the voice of God and leading us and guide us by his spirit. Far, far greater. He that perished at the law of Moses. <clears throat> and then God spoke on earth only. And they were some thrust through death. All that touched the mountain were thrust through with a dart. Shall there be evil in the city? And I, the Lord God, had not done it. We see that God stated in Deuteronomy 32, Is this not sealed up among my treasures? The treasures of God are now revealed in the man Christ Jesus. We see that in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. What is that? Well, it's the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. It's the, re the revealing or the revelation of Christ, who is God, who is the Father, who is the Lord of glory. That's the mystery of God. Who is Christ? Who is the Father? And it states that mystery is now revealed. <clears throat> as Paul stated in Ephesians 3, that mystery of Christ as it's now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets. Before, it was only revealed there to the priest or prophet. And if you heard from God, you had to either consult a prophet or the Urim and Tuming there with the priesthood or the breastplate of judgment. But not anymore. We can come boldly before the throne and God in diverse times and sundry minors spake unto the fathers by the prophets. Hath in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he's appointed heir of all things. We all that have the Holy Ghost, he speaks through his voice in the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost leading us and guiding us into all truth. We find that in Colossians uh, that he states in the second chapter, in him dwells all, or is hid, all uh, treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It's hid. It's hid to those that only have the pure heart that is revealed to them. It's hidden from everyone else. And that is the reason why that pride there hath deceived thee. It's the pride of thine heart that has deceived the people. And simply, when we humble ourselves and seek the Lord God Almighty, he reveals himself. Notice here that he states in Amos 3, and he says, Will a lion roar in the forest when he hath no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he has taken nothing? 
Verse 5, can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where no gem is for him? Shall one take up a snare from the earth and have taken nothing at all? Watch it. This is the trumpet voice of God that's going through the land now. It's the trumpet voice of God. This is where we are in the book of the Revelation. John states, there in Revelation 4.1, there was a door open in heaven. That door is the door of your heart. Jesus states that. I stand at your door and knock. If any man will hear my voice, we can't just hear the voice of God, and we have to obey it and open the door. Then we have an open face. Will we behold us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, or change it to the same image? Not a partial truth, not seen through a glass darkly, but all truth. And he states that. He said, and if you will hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and stuff with you and you with me. That is fellowship with God and knowing those things that, that he is doing. For he doesn't call us servants anymore, but he calls us friends, for a servant knows not what his Lord doeth. It states there about this trumpet, the trumpet voice of God that John is revealing to us, the body of Christ, not the nation of Israel, not national Israel, the body of Christ, the church of the living God, the ecclesia. He states that. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave to him to show unto his servants things the things of faith, all truth, which must shortly come to pass, sent and signified it by his angel under John. Now, John revealed this to us in that open door in heaven as a voice of a trumpet. Now, we find that trumpet again in Amos 3, and we see that verse 6, shall a trumpet be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid. Shall there be evil in the city, or trouble, that evil is raw, R-A-H, it is a Hebrew word meaning trouble, tribulation, and it says, and the Lord hath not done it. Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Now that's how it was in the in the. Uh, in the Old Testament under Moses. But then after Christ came, God Almighty took on a body of flesh and blood made in the likeness of man, found in fashions of man. Then through his death, burial, and resurrection broke down the middle wall of partition, the law, and thereby making one new man, giving us his spirit where we can hear his voice, each and every one of us in a personal relationship with God Almighty. So now there's no excuse that he that perished at the uh, law of Moses and his voice, God's voice then shook the earth only. How much more sure, sore punishment shall he be thought worthy that has counted the, the voice of God is nothing and the blood of Jesus Christ is unholy? How shall we escape? We will be accountable to God for all that he has spoken to him. Much is given, much is required. He has promised now. He's not going to shake the earth only. Yet once more, God hath promised. He shakes not only the earth as he did in the days of Moses and the exodus of Israel from Egypt, 
but he shakes the heaven also, that all things that can be shaken may be removed as of things that are made. Every man-made doctrine will be removed. It's through judgment. But my people know not the judgment of the Lord. Jeremiah 8, 7 states that. Well, all God's ways are perfect. All God's ways are judgment. And we need to know that when these things happen, we need to repent, change, and take on the mind of Christ and be renewed and not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, having the mind of Christ. That is what is the Lord as he talks to and reveals his word to the Laodicean church. And the Laodicean church says, we're increased with goods. We're a prosperity church. We're clothed, fed, and we haven't eaten nothing. But Jesus stated, you're poor, wretched, naked, and destitute. Now, what's the remedy? I counsel of thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. What fire? Well, the Holy Ghost fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor. Sanctification. Crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lusts. We're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his name's sake. Think it not strange that for a trial wishes to try you. And why? Because uh, that is so some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering. It's his will. And that the glory of God resteth upon you. We're not only called to believe on Jesus, but to suffer for his name's sake. Those that suffer with him will reign with him. Paul told us exactly how that works in the cross. But now we have a crossless Christianity. Most do not understand that God's working and the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more to the perfect day. And the path of the just there, the righteous there is ordered of the Lord. Everything that happens there is ordered of God for our admonition, correction, for our profit in the scriptures of the Lord Jesus Christ to be conformed to his image. Paul said, we're troubled on every side, but we're not in distress. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. We're cast down, but not destroyed. There's the cross working in each individual believer's life. Always bearing about in our body, the dying of the Lord Jesus. Why? He's crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust that we will come forth unto perfection to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. For we which live, all the body of Christ, all of us that live are delivered unto death. We're crucifying, mortifying the deeds of the flesh. Most don't understand that. Yet the life of the Lord Jesus may be man made manifest in our mortal bodies. Well, what is it for us? First Peter 4.1 says, For as much then Christ, our example, the way, truth, and life, has suffered for us in the flesh. Arm yourselves with the same mind. Be therefore likewise minded. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. That's what we all have to do. Now, this light affliction, which is only but for a moment, it works for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. But who will hear? Judgments of God are in the land today. They're becoming more frequent and more intense. 
know that because the earthquakes uh, there in diverse places are more in the last 10 years than they have been in totality from creation. More and more we see that there's floods all through the earth. There are stormy winds. There are famines. There's pestilences. All of these are judgments of God, not to destroy us, but to get us to turn to him. Notice that he states there in the same book of Amos, and he says, I'll have given you cleanness of teeth. There's no food. That's Amos 4, verse 6. In all your cities, no food. And want of bread in all your places. That's famine throughout the land. Not just the famine of the word of God, but the famine of physical food as well. Yet, he says, have you not returned to me, saith the Lord? He's doing this to get us to return to him. Hosea 6 states that. Come and let us return to the Lord, for he hath torn, he will heal us. He hath smitten, he will bind us up. That's the judgments of God. It's not the devil. The wicked one touches the righteous not. But that's the same we learned with Job. A man that feared God and eschewed evil and perfect in all of his ways. And yet, that was a time there that Job never accused God falsely, maintained his integrity, and then was blessed. As an example for us of long sufferings, uh, that it is for. The judgment of God uh, that we draw near to him in sanctification, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust. We've lost that. We've lost this cross in the Christianity, in the churches. We now have a crossless Christianity. And because of that, there's no sanctification. And because of that, we don't grow up into Jesus and all things and all truth. He goes on and says, also, I have withholden the rain from you. Drought. God is doing that. There'll be rain and floods in one part of the world and then uh, drought in another, floods in one, drought in another. God having his way in the weather patterns is called act of God. And he states there, I've withheld the rain from you. I've withheld it. When there was yet three months to the harvest and I caused it to rain upon one city and caused it not to rain upon another city. And why? One piece was rained upon, and the piece whereupon it rained not, withered. So two or three cities wandered unto one city, obviously looking for rain, to drink water, have to have the water. But they were not satisfied. All of this, God says, yet have you not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Now, the Lord is not a trinity. He's not a two-ness, a binary. He's not a oneness, where the man's not God, but has God in him. That man is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. And he states, I have smitten you with blessing and mildew. When your gardens and your vineyards and your fig trees and your olive trees increased, the palmer worm devoured them. Yet have you not returned to me, saith the Lord. There's famine, pestilence, sword, and noise, and beast. God's foreshore judgments to get us to return to him. And the judgments are increasing in the land, becoming more frequent. He said, I've sent among you the pestilence after the manner of Egypt. 
just exactly what he'd done in Egypt. And he said, young man, there have I slain with a sword and have taken away your horses. And I've made the stink of your camps to come up upon your nostrils. Yet have you not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Now God's doing this work and we're going to see in Zechariah 2, Zechariah 3, and Zechariah 4, that God is taking the body of Christ with a change of raiment. It's going to be a firebrand plucked out of the fire. It'll be a change of raiment. God's doing a new thing. Those that have an ear to hear will move in the truth and the present proceeding word of God. Those that do not will fall back and stay in the old reign the old store and say that it is better. We can't go with the old wine. That new wine must be put in the new wine skins and thereby both are preserved. God's doing that now. <clears throat> Notice in the book of the revelation, he does the same thing again. And you can see all through the judgments and the trumpet judgments of God. It's all judgments in the book of the revelation, but we're told that has nothing to do with that's the body of Christ. Yet it's written to us. It's perfecting the body of Christ coming out of great tribulation, washing our robes, making them white in the blood of the Lamb. Some of us being tried to purge and to make white, making the end of sins. Somebody said, well, I'm saved spiritually. Yes, but we're talking about crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust, coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man. And that requires mortifying the deeds of the flesh and that's what tribulation does. Tribulation works with patience. Patience worketh experience. And experience worketh hope. Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. After you've done the will of God, you have need of patience. That you will receive a full reward. And that's what God is doing now. And all these trumpet judgments of God, you'll see it in Revelation 8. And now it comes on down uh, there in Revelation 9. The, the fifth trumpet. You see all of these judgments that you saw in Egypt, and they're all over the earth, not just in Egypt only. No more will they say, Blessed be the Lord God, which brought these people out of the land of Egypt. That won't even come into mind in this last day work of God, because he's going to famish all the gods of this earth. He'll destroy all the gods out of the earth. It'll be everywhere. Oh, earth, 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 hear you the word of the Lord. It's going uh, from the north, south, the east, and the west, on the land, the seas, and all the trees. Only those that are sealed uh, with the word of God coming unto the measure of the statue of Jesus under perfection, uh, there will be the ones uh, that will not uh, go and taste of Apollyon and Abaddon, this locust horde. They only hurt those that have not the seal of God in their forehead. It's imperative we get the seal of God through the word of God in obedience. God's doing it now. He's pulling the body of Christ together. I'm not talking about a local church body. I'm talking about the body of Christ that fills heaven and earth. Jesus ahead and we, the body of the Christ in the feet generation in this earth, making but one man. And this is what God is doing now. To reveal he is God alone, the man Christ Jesus in the days of his flesh, was our kinsman redeemer, now glorified back with God's own self. And uh, literally, that quickening spirit, the Lord is that spirit, the Holy Ghost now, the Father of glory. 
Now, that is the revelation of the Jesus-only doctrine of Christ, the only true God and eternal life. The Son of God has come and given us an understanding of him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son. This is the only true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. That's 1 John 5, 20. He has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, whereby we cry of a Father. Galatians 4, 6. Well, who will hear for the time to come? God's doing it now. It's on us right now. The judgments of God. But will we hear? Will we turn to God? Will we go deeper in the Word of God and a pure sealing in the Holy Ghost, having the mind of Christ? Sealing the servants of God in their foreheads, having the mind of Christ, not being conformed to this world, being transformed by the renewing of our mind, doing the will of God, working our own salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it's God that worketh in us both the will and the do, doing God's pleasure and his will in our life. The ones that do not do the will of God will not have access to the kingdom of heaven, as we see in the Constitution of the kingdom of heaven in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Not all saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. They were born again. They were not only babes, newborn babes of Zion and sincere milk of the word. They were little children, knowing that Jesus is the Father, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. No man called Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. Yet, Jesus said, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven, only those that do the will of God. And that's what we're doing now. God's calling us into the unity of the faith, into the knowledge of the Son of God, into perfection. And we need to hear from you, and we need to all bind together in one in the unity of the faith. We're on here daily in our podcast, reaching out to the body of Christ as we were commanded to do on the 19th of January, 2019. God visited me, saying, seal my people by my word. Even as I sent my angel ascending from the east, Having the seal of the living God, so send I you, not for any of our righteousness or our holiness, but for his name's sake. We're simply there to pop the rag and shine your shoes as a servant to the body of Christ. But who will hear? The time is here. God's doing it now. We need to hear from you. Many of you in Africa, over a thousand of you ministers, same way in India, Pakistan, Nepal, you are and you're calling. But we need to hear from Europe. We need to hear from America. I know that you're listening on two-thirds of our downloads, which are in the thousands, 23,000 to date. There, you're the ones that have downloaded this podcast. We need to hear from you. Don't procrastinate. God's doing it. You're hearing his voice. Don't let it Slide. Don't let the new wine fail in you. Don't let the oil of truth languish. Move on it. Come together in the one mind and one accord in the unity of the faith, uh, in the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, and God will use you. It will lead to the saving of your soul and sealing in uh, your head. The mind of Christ in Revelation 7, sealing in the apocalyptic sealing of Jesus Christ. That Sealing of God is happening now because what is happening upon the earth. You'll see that in all the judgments of God, even in as it was in the days of Noah, notice that in the fifth trumpet in Revelation 9, 
that he opens the key to the bottomless pit, and there came out a locust. Out of over them a king called Abaddon and Apollyon, the destroyer. And they hurt only those men that have not the seal of God in their forehead. The ones that, that have the seal of God have nothing to fear. They will be kept from this plague. But the ones that do not, it will be a five-month, 150 days plague of locusts that have stings in their tails, hair like women, and they will literally torment men for five months. They will seek death. So horrible and plague that they will seek death and yet cannot find it. The ones that have the seal of the living God will be kept from that. And matter of fact, he said, because uh, you've kept the word of his patience, he'll keep you from the hour of temptation when he tries the earth. That's for us that have the sealing of the, of the Holy Ghost. Having the seal of the living God, God's doing it now. Who will hear? We need to hear from you. Now, he says that, notice it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, that water prevailed upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. He broke up the windows of heaven and the great deep, but in the uh, earth, the great deep was opened up and all that had life died. Only Noah, eight souls were saved by water. The like figure that baptism doth also now save us, First Peter 3. Now he's doing that. And notice that it was five months or 150 days Five prophetic months. A prophetic month is 30 days. Times five, and that we have 150. 150 days or five months, the waters prevailed upon the earth in the days of Noah's flood. Exactly the same time of the plague of locusts in the fifth trumpet, judgment of God. It's a judgment of God, not Satan, of God. And that's why it is essential for us to hear the warning of God that he'll do nothing, say he's showing to us the body of Christ now. And he's revealing that to any man that hath an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Let him hear and obey for the saving of his soul and the sealing and the mind of Christ in his forehead. Now God's doing it now. Notice the one still will be so adamant in their forehead, they will still not repent. You'll see after all of that and the judgments of God in the earth, we see therein, Revelation 9, and the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands. Man's hands, man's doctrines for their own self, never turning to God that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver. Somebody said, I don't do that. Yes, you do. Money. Mammon. Everybody thinks as long as I've got money, that's, that's uh, proof that I am in God. Well, many have ear thinking that gain is godliness. From such turn away. All that will be rich from the diverse temptations and many hurtful lust. We are not to be dependent upon money. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will be added to you. And he goes on and says, idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders. 
nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Somebody said, well, I didn't throw stole anything. Have you, uh, have you uh, robbed God? Are you serving the Lord God? Are you and have you gave your whole life a living sacrifice upon the altar of God, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service? and not conform to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove the perfect will of God for your life. Romans 12, 1, working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. God worketh in you, both the willing to do of his good pleasure. If we don't, neighbor will hear, depart from me, you the work of iniquity, I never knew you. If we do, we'll hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Well, that's where we are now. We need to hear from you. And uh, there'll be contact information on the end of uh, uh, this podcast. Be sure and call. Leave a message. I'll get right back to you. God's doing it now. I look forward to hearing from you. We pray that God perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. And until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.